listening to the Cream of the Crop with Cat's Cream. Only on 107.9 Cam Glen Radio. Meow. Yes, you are listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glen Radio or with you all the way through until one o'clock. On today's show, I'm going to be talking to Zan Tyler all about her career and her single that's coming up, the You're My Muse. We're going to be hearing more from that later on. In the second hour, I'm going to be talking to somebody called P.P. Arnold. Now, she's got an autobiography out and a single called Soul Survivor. And really, it is an absolutely amazing story. So this is from a woman who starts off in a teen marriage, sings in Ike and Tina Turner's living room, becomes an Ikeette, comes to London in the swinging 60s, gets to meet the likes of Mick Jagger, Rod Stewart and many, many more. So we get to hear all about her fabulous career and, of course, the new single Soul Survivor. Her autobiography is coming out on paperback so it's it's to promote the paperback book which is of the same name so you'll hear more from that from the second hour but lots to do on today's show and some great music from some of the most up-and-coming Scottish artists that you can hope to hear but we're going to kick off with a slightly I think the whole the whole show today interestingly enough don't know if you know but today is International Menopause Day which is really to sort of shine a light on something that, let's face it, is going to affect 50% of women at some point or other. And the other 50% are living in either mortal terror or slight fear of what's coming next and what mood is coming out of the bathroom, the kitchen, whatever it is. And I think it is important that we do talk about it. It's obviously something that affects huge numbers of people. But the whole show today, and it wasn't actually planned, it's just the way that it is, it's lots of slightly more mature women shall we say so let's kick off this is Kylie with Padam Padam Here I am A grain of sand No we're not this is Rosie H. Sullivan and this is a tribute to her mum called Only A Woman Perfect Like your mother With every
I'll be 
Now, I don't know if you realise, but Madonna's actually going to be at the O2 later on tonight as part of her celebration tour. This is her going back out on tour after a little while away. But this is, of course, vintage Madonna. It's Material Girl. just be me who's thinking that song can't be 40 years old I, I honestly it just feels like yesterday I was remembering listening to that from the radio with my two brothers unbelievable 40 years old I didn't realise either that apparently 
Niall Rogers of Chic. He worked on Madonna's second album and this was one of the second single off that album. So there you go, who knew? This is a Scottish track coming up next then and it's Declan Welsh and the Decadent West. It's 100 to 1 Saturday night. You're listening to Cat Scream. <laughs> 107.9FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Listen and I'll tell you a story Forgathers if I'm starting to bore you But if you'll lend your ear for a minute I'll tell you about young Donny Devitt Donny brought us off at the square goal Outside of his regular local I know there's no chance that he pass up Prospect of a fight and a The problem was, as always, he'd forgotten who he fight And so he went outside for a cigarette But he didn't have a light And so as to make sure that he did not lose face He threw a deck chair at a police car So they'd give him a chase Tragic mistake All the nights of petty violence and Stella And wonders if he could have been a different sort of fella And he wasn't the worst And he wasn't the best It was a product of a time Where we still tense The measure of a man By the force of his hand Not the tenderness of his touch Woke up just a couple days later that had to use the defibrillator He was touching gold for a bit there They said that he was lucky to be here And as he contemplated the lesson Would Donny boy become a new person? You know I've often wondered in passing But he's in the pub tonight, you should ask him
There you go. That was Declan Welsh and the Decadent West, 100 to 1 Saturday night. And that was, they've just sort of finished up their tour. They had been doing a tour. They were at McCool's, they were at SWG3. And they also had a gig at the Alan Ruff, I don't know what they call it, the suite, the thing at Partick Thistle's ground. So there you go. They had a, a gig there as well. Next up, well, like I would say, today is International Menopause Day. Yes, I know, I can feel some of those toes curling already. But it affects, as I was saying, at least 50% of the population and the other 50% have to deal with either the aftermaths or the effects of it. Some women go through the menopause in a sharp, really a sharp break, and then they've got the HRT and they've got the worry of issues with bone density and things like that other women's it takes much much longer some women seem to be going through the menopause for what feels like forever and can be an extension of maybe 10 years or some for some people to go through all of that and the more openness the more discussion that is done the more that the next generation don't feel so embarrassed about what's coming up next and can ask questions about it and get answers hopefully more Research will be done into it, into how to make it easier going forward. And the only way that that's going to do it is if there is more discussion and there's more openness. There's loads of people. I'm not a massive fan of Davina McCall, but she is certainly one of the advocates of this to get people talking about it, to get more research done so that there is more things that can be done to ease the, the, <laughs> the transition from having periods into not having periods and what happens and it's not just basically that you suddenly turn into a granny overnight it's it's what happens during that whole process and making it I don't know less scary perhaps for the rest of us to to go through and do going to go and listen to this is a brand new music certainly for myself it's called the laureates now as I was I think I was telling you a little while ago about the laureates they've got a great pedigree they've been recording up at the wee studio in Lewis and they're also going to be part of Colonel Mustard and the Dijon 5 the final concert of Celtic Connections next year in January so this is their new single it is very Halloween it is called Witches <laughs> Never burn 
is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Cam Glen Presents is delighted to announce our next live show at number 18 Rutherglen. Bra... Dignity Row Pain away. and G for Geist all featured here on Cam Glen Radio will be heading over to number 18 on Friday October the 27th to tantalise our musical taste buds tickets are on sale now Search for Cam Glen Presents on Eventsbrite or check out our social media channels for all the details. We have a licensed bar, so strictly over 18s only. Yeah, so that is our Cam Glen live here at number 18, last Friday of the month. And there are some amazing bands that are going to be played. Just before the break there, you heard a brand new song from the Lorettes. It's called Witches, Just in Time for Halloween. And like I said, they've got an amazing pedigree, been recording up at the Wee Studio in Lewis. And they're also going to be with Colonel Mustard and the Dijon 5, the last concert of Celtic Connections next year. Um... Can't wait for Celtic Connections. Always love it. Anyway, up next then, we are going to go this time for James Blunt. He's got a brand new album coming out on the 28th of October and his new autobiography. If you follow him on Twitter, I'm sure you'll recognise a lot of the the sort of style um, the book's written in. This is his track. It's called Beside You. Oh, there's a song that God only knows And it's keeping me dancing
From Farm Cross to Fern Hill. From High Cross Hill to Halfway. And across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio. 107.9 FM. Your local station. Yeah, so there we heard from James Blunt. That's a brand new track from him. It's called Beside You. Got a brand new album coming out on the 28th of October and he's doing his autobiography. There's lots of talks of autobiographies, by the way, in the show. I've suddenly realised, looking at some of my links later on, that I'll be talking quite a lot about some uh, autobiographies that are due to come out. So what we're going to do next is community announcements. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. Okay, so are you looking for a fun and healthy way to get those steps up? Join Healthy and Happy for their weekly walks. On Tuesdays, they meet at Glencairn Football Club Car Park at 4 o'clock and walk to a local location. Wednesdays, they meet at West and Wardlaw Parish Church at 12.15 and they walk through Malls Myers. To book, go to healthyandhappy.org.uk forward slash what's on. Universal Connections Hamilton hold LGBTQI groups every Friday night in their Hamilton premises on Woodside Walk. The group is for young people aged between 12 and 16 and it runs from 5 o'clock until 7.15 and the 16 to 25 age group runs from 6.45 to 9 o'clock. For more information you can call 01698 456 680. That's 01698 456 680. And that's all of your community announcements right here on Cam Glen Radio. Going to listen to a brand new track. This is from a newish band to me. It's called Belden Hay, One Way Holiday.
So there we go, that was Blending Hay, One Way Holiday. Joining me now in the studio is Zan Tyler. Am I saying that right, Zan? You are, yeah, Zan, that's right. Excellent. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got started in singing and music. Um, well, I sort of fell into it a bit. I was, uh, I always liked to sing as a, as a kid, but I was quite shy with it. I never really did it in front of anyone. I certainly wasn't in the school band or anything like that. And then I left school and I just sort of ended up in a band and got the bug and just that was it really. It was quite a big band. There was like 13 of us in the band and it was quite a wild sort of stage show that we did. So um, it was a kind of baptism of fire really. I sort of threw myself into it and I thought I might even die of the nerves. I was that scared on the first gig. But, you know, you just get the bug really and uh, and that's where I started. Yeah. I imagine singing in a huge big band like that. I mean, it must be basically you're singing for beer money as opposed to a wage as such because, you know, the money's got to go around so absolutely. many of you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, back then... It, things were a bit better than they are now even so that you know we did actually get paid for gigs but yeah you're right they were it was spread between a huge number of us and actually some of the time we couldn't even all fit on the stage because the stages can be quite small so we'd be spilling off the stage and um yeah that was fun you know I just totally got the bug from there and when that sort of split it was a bit of a decision at that point like okay am I going to sort of have a go at doing this a bit more or shall I just get on with doing something else um, and decided to just go for it and I joined about three or four bands at that time so I was doing covers and tributes and I was working a lot you know and um, the odd session here and there started working for a music agency so I was involved with booking gigs as well this is when I was back in London um, and um, yeah so it just sort of went from there really and then in I guess it was the end of the 90s I got signed with um, Creation Records um, and that's when I started sort of working on the sort of more original bands and, you know, writing my own material and working with other, you know, signed musicians and collaborating and um, I've sort of always... There's never been a plan as such. I've always been winging it a wee bit, but... (laughs) Good. But so far, so good, I guess. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how inspiration hits. Are you one of these people who runs around with a, a notebook permanently in, on, or maybe not a notebook? How old-fashioned am I? I mean, people do it on their phones. No, actually not till I do have a notebook. I much prefer pen and paper. And I do actually have it with me all the time. It's in my bag <laughs> now. But I do also have a thing on my phone because if the notebook's not there, you need something. So I record stuff and I, I use a thing called Evernote, which is just literally and I just you know anything yeah if you hear somebody say something funny or you see a funny signpost or an interesting comment or something you know anything ideas for you know stories or yeah just get them all down absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and I suppose with the advent of the phone as well it means that if if a, a melody or something hits you you can record it there and then instead of thinking oh, that sounded quite good. I need to remember that to get home and then do Absolutely, it. yeah, I totally do. And I and um, I do sort of BVs, backing vocals for other people as well quite a lot. So I quite often will have some ideas for those and I'll just, you know, stick them on the... I've got so many files, though. That's the only thing. Is sometimes you don't go back over them and, you, you know, my digital footprint will be enormous, you know. But, yeah, it's good. It's good to have that because sometimes if you're a little bit sort of stuck for ideas, you can go back over stuff and, you know, you'll find a little sentence and that could just be a little seed of a, an idea and, it's, and away you go, you know. So these things are really 
really important, I think. <coughs> so tell us a little bit about your My Muse. How did this how did the song come about? What what was the inspiration and the thought behind it? Yeah, well, so, so just to backtrack a wee bit, the, it's from an album, mm -hmm. which is uh, coming out next year. Um, and uh, the album's called Holding Up Half the Sky. And the idea behind the al album is it's inspired by stories of female empowerment. So I wanted to write songs um, about women that inspire me or stories of women that are inspiring or some of my own stories. Obviously, there's a lot of meat in there. It's a very personal album as well as, as being about all those things. Um, and so... Uh, I went down many rabbit holes, exploring lots of different themes of things from um, there's a, a there's a photojournalist in there. There she's an Italian uh, photojournalist who became famous um, for taking photographs of um, the murder scenes from the Sicilian mafia, oh, basically. Right, uh -huh. Letizia Battaglia, her name is, and she's badass. So I just wanted to write a song about her. Um, so she's one of the songs on there. Um, and uh, so Muse basically came about because I was quite inspired by the idea of the Muse. And um, I started reading a lot about various Muses that I liked. One of them in particular is uh, Lizzie Sidal, who is the famous pre-Raphaelite model who All inspired right. a lot of the work that came from that pre-Raphaelite brotherhood, that whole period in the 1800s. She's the one with the very long red hair. Um, and she was fascinating because she was a poet and an artist in her own right. But in those days as a woman, it was very difficult to get your work uh, seen and heard and stuff so her way into that was to be the muse of all these other artists and then she ended up marrying Rossetti and she became his main muse so he um, painted many, 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 many paintings with her um, and sketches and so on but also lots of poetry and their relationship was quite wild and fiery. Um, and um, she uh, she was addicted to laudanum, I believe, and she ended up dying quite, quite young. And he was apparently heartbroken by her death, although he was, during the time together with other women, he was apparently absolutely heartbroken by her, by her death. And he buried her with all the poems that he had written for her, hundreds of them. And... Uh, then I think it was maybe seven years later he decided he wanted them back. I don't know the time. It was a, it was a good chunk of time anyway. So he got somebody to dig her up to get his poems back. This is just one of many incredible stories about Lizzie Siddell. If you've, uh, Siddell, actually, I think her, her name's pronounced, not Siddell. Um, so if you ever get a chance, look her up. She's one of the muses that... I was inspired by with this song. There's also Candy Darling, you know, all the sort of Warhol muses I found quite interesting. Um, Edie Sedgwick, you know. So it's, that's what it's about. It's about the muse. And the muse quite often is somebody, you know, who inspires. But the relationship between the artist and the muse, you know, there's that symbiosis, but it can be quite an intense relationship, whether they're involved or not. You know, it's an intense relationship. Um, and so I wanted to kind of get that across. And I, I made this song, um, the whole album is made, produced by Boo Huiding. And he was very involved with the whole album. And we spent a lot of time just bouncing ideas backwards and forwards. And he co-wrote some of the songs with me. And he was really behind the sort of ideas of where I wanted to go with this. He really got it, you know. And so I think in this, he's helped me really capture that kind of intense... Mm -hmm. uh, relationship that that we were sort of going kind of claustrophobic almost, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's your my muse. Because Boo Heredin is 
big known for his collaboration with the likes of Eddie Reader, mm-hmm. um, and of course lots of well known within the Celtic Connection circuit because he's he's often involved in sort of in the rounds and songwriting workshops and things like that. So what was it like to work with somebody with that sort of, you know, your clout behind them, if you like? Um, oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was a really great experience. I mean, he's a, a really down-to-earth guy, so, you know, you don't feel any ego off him. It was just really about the process of the songs and getting to the, the making the best songs that we could. Um and we had a laugh. I mean, I don't know if you've ever met him or if you, if you ever do, the thing you everybody says is he's very funny. If you ever go to one of his shows, he has the audience laughing. He's a good laugh. So we had fun, you know, and I think that's really important. You know, I've worked with lots of producers over the years um, and I think if you can just have a bit of a laugh while you're while you're working, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. You can't... It's quite, a, it's quite an intimate process, really, I suppose. And you're, you know, you're sort of... Although these are stories sometimes about other people, it's still a personal album because it's stuff that I really wanted to explore in myself. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of exposing a bit of yourself and your, you know, your what it is that you're you're sort of trying to get across. So I felt in safe hands with Boo, and obviously he's a brilliant musician and he's got lots of great ideas. So yeah, it was a really nice experience. I'd like to work with him again. So you were saying, <laughs> excuse me, you were saying about the album is coming out. In April time of next year? Yeah, April or May next year. I'm signed to Last Night from Glasgow, which is a great label, and they've been very supportive. Um, The plan is that the album will be launched um, probably early May. We haven't got a date yet, but I'm doing an uh, exhibition that's going to run alongside the launch. So I've got 12 female artists creating a piece of physical art each that will... Uh, is inspired by a song each. There's 12 songs on the album, 12 artists, and that will be an exhibition that runs alongside the launch. So we'll be doing that on the night of the of the of the live gig, basically, yeah. and we'll hopefully do a full band live gig. That's the plan. We haven't booked the venue yet, but we're we're looking at that at the moment. So I mean, that's that sounds absolutely incredible. That really does. Uh, I don't know if you saw though the the Gaia at the Macintosh Church. It was an incredible sort of art. Um, and it was quite quite funny to go in and see because it was it was a piece of art that was inside the church, and I was thinking I was in here for Celtic Connections before COVID, like just before COVID shut everything down. Right. One of the last gigs I was at was a, a band called Rant, uh-huh. um, which is all female fiddlers. Okay, and it was inside this old church, which of course now isn't a church; it's now a venue. And they've got this huge, big art installation. It was just incredible. Oh, to right. be in is here. it still up? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I don't okay. know. No, it was only for a limited that. time. Right. Okay. Um, Sounds. But lovely. it was. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And that that venue itself is is just an amazing venue. Right. Lovely. Oh, I'll have to check it out. But um, so tell me a little bit about you're going to be performing on Sunday. Twenty uh, second, yeah. so this yeah, this Sunday. This Sunday, this Sunday. yeah. So it, tell us a little bit about that. It's an afternoon gig, so it's three bands that are involved with with Last Night from Glasgow. So it's the Last Night from Glasgow event um, at it's a pop up event effectively at Innis and Gun Tap Room uh, on Ashton Lane. And it's myself, John Douglas from Trash Can Sinatras, um, who's just re- released a solo album, which is a really great album. And Louise Connor, who's really fantastic too. So it's the three of us, um, and it should be fun. Great. And everyone should come. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you know, 
a Sunday afternoon, what probably it? a wet Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it might be. It might be. That's the only downside is when it's raining, people don't want to go out. But yeah, afternoons are nice, actually, I think. Um, in fact, the last few gigs I've done have been afternoon gigs. I'm quite into it. Are you? Yeah. Home, G- be- home in time for bed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to come down, you know. Yeah. You don't have to deal with the come down after having done yeah. an evening gig as such. That's you know, right, you're finishing about nine or ten o'clock, sometimes later than that. By the time you've packed up and you've got home, etc., the, the sort of come down takes a while. It's not like you can go straight to your bed no, after you've absolutely. done something like that. I mean, if you're getting at two in the morning, it doesn't matter. You still got to sit there till you know have an hour or so to unwind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that very vaguely from having done done it for many years. Right. So the, the, the you were telling us about last night from Glasgow. You've got the pop up gig on the twenty second of October to Innocent Gun in Ashton Lane. The album Holding Up Half the Sky is coming out in May time. We're going to play two of your tracks then. So this is the current track. It's You're My Muse, and then we're going to have Miniature Oceans.
Farm Cross to Fern Hill from High Cross Hill to Halfway and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM, your local station. So that was Miniature Oceans by Zan Tyler and then before that you heard You're My Muse and there's a forthcoming album coming out in uh, April, May time so make sure you go and check on all the socials Zan spelled X-A-N Tyler T-Y-L-E-R Make sure that you go and follow her on all the socials and you can keep up with her when the album's due out and any other gigs etc that she's going to be having So next up then I was watching, I can't remember quite what I was watching, but we were definitely watching something, one of these, um, you know, 
chat show type programs and Ashley was on it. So Ashley is currently the lead actor in the Netflix series called Top Boy. So it's something like in its fourth or fifth season and lots of people have been watching it. It's got a lot of traction. So it's basically set in London, but it seems to be getting international acclaim. And it's all about his journey to become the top boy. And this is of about it. But what I hadn't realised is that Ashley's previous um, incarnation had been as part of the So Solid crew. Remember, there was about, uh, talking about big bands, there was huge numbers of them, wasn't there? And 21 Seconds. And Ashley did his vers- section of the 21 Seconds on, I'm sure it was Graham Norton the other week. So we're going to go and do 21 Seconds by So Solid Crew. Cam Glenn Presents is delighted to announce our next live show at number 18 Rutherglen. Bra. Dignity Row and G for Geist all featured here on Cam Glenn Radio will be heading over to number 18 on Friday October the 27th to tantalise our musical taste buds tickets are on sale now Search for Cam Glenn Presents on Eventsbrite or check out our social media channels for all the details. We have a licensed bar, so strictly over 18s only.
seconds to check this rhyme in time First of all, I'm gonna big up the ladies Looking slender and fine Oh my, don't give me no deadline Give me some more time, give me 29 Seconds to check this rhyme Of MCs, wait in line How old am I, 21? I've got 21 seconds and my vocals done Two multiplied by 10 plus one Romeo done I got 21 seconds to flow I got 21 seconds to go Cause if you like me, let me know Let me in the studio I got 21 seconds before I got to go Did you see me on the video? Oh no, did you see me on the video? Oh no So if you like me, let me know Let me in the studio I got 21 seconds before I got to go Did you see me on the video? Oh no, did you see me on the video? Oh no So if you like me, let me know Let me in the studio I got 21 seconds before I got to go Did you see me on the video? Oh no, did you see me on the video? Oh no So if you like me, let me know Let me in the studio I got 21 seconds before I got to go Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk.
gorgeous sunny Saturday and I'm seeing that bumper to bumper traffic. Don't you remember? It's your favorite radio station and your favorite radio city, the city by the bay, the city that rocks, the city that never sleeps. with We Built This City now I don't know if you do know but that was actually written in collaboration with Bernie Taupin who is of course famous as one half of the writing partnership with Elton John and in his memoir he explains that he was helping to write this song We Built Uh This City and it's apparently been voted the world's most annoying song I, mean, I, I actually love it to pieces, I do. I think it's a great it's song. It's a great song, yeah. How is yeah. that more annoying than the, the I don't think it's no annoying Crazy song. Frog song. Yep. What? No, that's not more annoying than the Crazy no, Frog song. There, there are worse songs. Right, are we ready then? Hold on. <laughs> You're listening to Cat Scream on Cam Glen Radio. Now for the weather on Cam Glen Radio. Cam Glen weather for this afternoon. It's going to be going to be dry. The temperature this afternoon is to get up to 13 Celsius. Tomorrow's weather will be they've issued a yellow warning from tomorrow morning, from six o'clock till six six o'clock tomorrow morning, right up till six o'clock on Saturday morning for. Yellow warning for heavy rain as well. And also just to be aware they've issued an number warning for up just up north of Scotland for heavy rain uh, for Thursday and Friday. Uh, sorry, a red alert, but it's been into a red alert for Thursday and Friday just up north of Scotland. I thought just to give that a plug. Just oh, in I case know. anybody's going up that way uh, tomorrow and Friday. So for goodness sake, if you're going to be going up at to the highlands or you're needing a ferry go and check for your ferries etc because if there is a weather warning there's a good chance that the ferries won't be sailing um let's talk about saturday's gms gms shows back so i'm going to play a mixture of dancing stuff uh this saturday night so i'm definitely looking forward to it and i just love that new jingle uh but taste is made up for you i know that, that, was... that sounds wasn't it? Yeah. Bit different, wasn't Bit it? Bit different, Bit yeah. different, yeah, absolutely. So, Graham's show is on on a Saturday night between 7 and 9. Yep, then after that'll be Yanster, uh-huh. between and 9 and midnight. Before um, that, shout out for Holly. Holly, too. does Holly sits between 6 and 7. Okay, and you've picked a great one for just after the weather. Yeah, Ruthics. No, it's Alison Moye. Oh, Alison Moye, sorry. Alison Moye, and we've got Week in the Presence of Beauty. I just love this one. <laughs>
Moye, Week in the Presence of Beauty. If you like that, make sure you listen in to our game between 7 and 9, right here on Saturday night, the GMS show. And before that, you've got Holly's Hits from 6. And then after 9 o'clock, you've got Yansa with the Millennium Trance. That is your Saturday lineup, but you've still got loads of great music coming up here on Cam Glen Radio. I'm with you all the way through until one o'clock. What we're going to listen to now is the interview that I did with PP Arnold. I've got to be honest, I really didn't know. Before getting the details of who she was and doing my research, as I always do for all of the guests, to to see what their backstory is and to see what, what way the chat will go. When I started looking into this woman's life, it was just incredible. The autobiography is called Soul Survivor, and she's got a single of the same name that you'll hear at the very end of the interview. But it is basically a story from growing up in Watson, California, and then she goes on tour with Ike and Tina Turner, comes to London during the swinging 60s, goes and sings with KLF. It's just wow. Sit back and listen. A very colorful journey, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've read the book, read my book or not. My goodness me, it's just wow! I can't believe there's been so many different things. It's like, oh my gosh, and I can't believe you did this, and I can't believe you did that. When I heard about KLF, I'm thinking, oh, I remember dancing to KLF and the, the when he was going through uni and stuff. My goodness me! So yeah. tell us a little bit about how it all started. It all started with a prayer, you know, it all started with the prayer. I was in a very abusive teen marriage. I was 17 years old with two young children. And I was just one Sunday morning, I was doing all my domestic duties that I did before the week started because I worked two jobs and my mother looked after my kids. So I always did all my washing and ironing and cooking on Sunday was that day to do all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, while I was in the laundry room, I was just like a bit down and I just said a prayer and I asked God to show me a way out mm-hmm. of this hell that I took responsibility for creating myself because, you know, I really should have went to my music appreciation class that day. <laughs> I was a young girl and And my husband was older, so I was kind of groomed, you know, really infatuated. And I had two beautiful children, and I was laying in my hard bed and getting on with things. And then, yeah, I said this prayer, and God answers prayer. And uh, two hours later, I was in Tina Turner's living room singing, dancing in the streets. (laughs) So I had never, my wildest dream, ever even thought about being a professional singer at all. I was just helping my friends out. They were in a really desperate situation. And one of the girls was the next girlfriend of my brother's. So she knew I could sing because I, I was, I've always sang in church, you know, yeah. I was born into a family of gospel singers. So they were just desperate. She called me out of desperation and refused to take no for an answer and they showed up on my doorstep and I lied and told my husband I was going shopping or something and and I ended up uh, singing dancing in the streets <laughs> so Tina goes like right girls you got the gig and and I go like oh no not me not me I can't go I'm in big trouble I shouldn't be here you know I should have been home two hours ago and 
And so Tina said, you know, like, well, if you're going to get in trouble for nothing, I had up to Fresno with us and see the show. And, you know, the day had taken on a life of its own. And there I was in the presence of this beautiful goddess, angel that God had sent to rescue me. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. how it started. Yeah, wow. uh, 24 hours later, you have to read the book to know what went down in between that time. But yeah, 24 hours later, I was an iCat. Wow. And of course, touring with Ike and Tina. And you've ended up in London during the 60s and you met Mick Jagger as well. Yeah, I did. You know, like I had toured with Ike and Tina for a couple of years during our civil rights times. We did the Chitlin Circuit, it's called. It was the Black Entertainers Circuit. You know, the Black artists, they like control their own things. Ike Turner, they had their own agencies, James Brown and all these people. It was a, it was a Black circuit. Uh, it was called did you the come from, from LA? Was, was it as segregated as maybe the rest of the South or was it totally different? It was segregated then and it's still segregated now in some way, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but my family are from East Texas and mm -hmm. they migrated to Los Angeles in the mid forties. So my siblings and I, we were all born in LA, but it was Texas in the house, if you know right. what I mean. Okay. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, they had hoped to be escaping racism and, segregation and all of that but they like they say LA is just one big country town really people like <laughs> in the book I tell that story of their migration and then the struggles that they had and you know and yeah life you know maybe, maybe it's wrong but I think the impression particularly in the UK that we have is that California is a more laid-back state and therefore it wasn't quite as segregated as the rest of the south but it's still in the south. Well, it wasn't really like that at all. I mean, when people think about uh, L.A., they think about Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Okay. South Los Angeles, where I grew up, which was a neighborhood, they called it Watts in those days. That's where all the riots started and, and all of those things. It was originally, like, white populated but when the black migration started, then the whites moved out and the blacks, you, you know, so it was like L.A. was like an urban ghetto, like the East Coast with everybody living in high rise houses and things like that. It was quite, you know, mm -hmm. California is very beautiful and uh, root trees and palm trees everywhere close to the beach. And I remember in those days walking home from school before smog and all of that. Mm -hmm. You could see San Bernardino Mountains. And yeah, it was a different place. It was better than Texas because the family was branching out. And um, my father wasn't into like shining shoes anymore and things like that you know he had a job he was a became an upholsterer and had his own business and things like that so yeah so tell me a little bit about the the immediate record label that you then signed on to and, yeah, and um, so I, come to, I traveled with tina tina had that great record river deep mm -hmm. mountain high that had been produced by phil specter uh -huh. That was just a big, big hit in the UK. It had flopped in the States because of the whole segregation. 
You know, the white stations wouldn't play the record because it was too black and the black stations wouldn't play it because it was too white. So it was flop. But it, fortunately for Tina, it was a big hit in the UK. And I was blessed to be an get at that time when they were invited to uh, come to the UK and perform with the Rolling Stones yeah. on the Rolling Stones 1966 tour. So like on that tour, I became friends with Mick. He was like a really funny guy. It was, <laughs> you know, coming to the UK was totally different because I hadn't had, I was no longer married to my husband. Mm -hmm. My mother was keeping my kids. and But, you know, being an ICAP was like a job for me. You know, it's it like my way of being able to get a life together for myself and my children and everything. So I hadn't really had a teenage life. I had like really missed out on being a yeah. teenager until I arrived in London in the middle of the swing in 60s, right? And we're on tour with the Rolling Stones in this like integrated cosmopolitan vibe where we were uh, on the road with all these other bands, these rock and roll bands, you know, Led Zeppelin, Jeff Beck was on that tour. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, just fabulous. We the first show that we played was the Albert Hall. Wow. You know, imagine coming from the Chitlin circuit and then like, whoa, being at the Albert Hall. It was like quite, quite, quite incredible. And Mickey, you know, like he was like really funny, you know, this guy, you know, like he wanted to, even though he's a white guy, you know, he just sound like a black guy, walk like a black guy. So he used to make me laugh. We became friends. They invited me, he and his manager, Andrew Oldham, who had one of the first independent record labels, Immediate Records, they invited me to stay in London after the tour and sign to Andrew's record label. Mm -hmm. So, and they, you know, if I stayed, Mick would produce the first one half of the album, Andrew would produce the other half. And, you know, you got to read the book to find out how that all came together. <laughs> And uh, at the end of the day, after like communicating with my mom and dad, I couldn't have done any of this without them, with their support. And they, it was decided that uh, I would leave my kids with my, with my mom and dad. They gave me six months. If nothing happened, I would come home. And if something happened, I would come home and get my kids because mm -hmm. I, I miss my kids. I was a young girl. So, and in a way that saved me, you know, like hanging out with the stones. I have responsibilities and all of that. But I had those six months of swing in London. My goodness me. So I was just being a teenager for the first time. And it was just a wonderful time. Everybody wants to be a cat. You are listening to Cat Scream on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Cam Glen Presents is delighted to announce our next live show at number 18 Rutherglen. Bro. Dignity Row. And G for Geist. 
all featured here on Cam Glen Radio, we'll be heading over to number 18 on Friday, October the 27th to tantalise our musical taste buds. Tickets are on sale now. Search for Cam Glen Presents on Eventsbrite or check out our social media channels for all the details. We have a licensed bar, so strictly over 18s only. to sign with Immediate Records and then another great British artist, songwriter, Cat Stevens, mm-hmm. wrote the book that is the deepest and he gave it to me and I did the original version. Yeah, I, and I oh, actually I recognised the original version, which was really strange because I had thought, I seem to remember Rod Stewart doing a version of it and it was hugely popular growing up, but I thought, no, no, I recognise that voice. I do recognise that voice. And, what a life you have led. And it wasn't just the, the first couple of the deepest. You then go and do some recording work with Barry Gibb. Of course, the Bee Gees, babe. That's a whole nother story. You have to like go through through the whole immediate period with immediate records. I recorded two fabulous albums, the first lady of immediate mm-hmm. and the Kunta album that I'm really pleased to announce that they're both being recut. In vinyl, they'll be released in vinyl very soon. Again, and how strange is that for you to see that vinyl is coming back? I mean, the thing is, yeah. if you stay around long enough, you see things coming back into vogue. But you know, now to see that vinyl is coming back in, well, that's you, you know, it makes me really, really, really glad that I survived, that I invested in my health and fitness, and and I survived, and that I'm a part of that whole retro time and I'm happy about that I don't feel intimidated by modern music or anything I feel like wow I'm in my own lane oh you can't be intimidated by modern music most of modern music is sampling some of the stuff that you were creating way back well exactly but you know it's been a long it's been a lot of ups and downs in the industry you know ageism the whole attitude of ageism and thing I'm a I'm an independent artist. I have basically survived in this industry on my own since the 70s, since the late 60s, 70s, when you know, when I did the Barry Gear productions and everything and Robert Stigwood after Andrew Older managed me and immediate went bankrupt. Then that's when I met Barry. Barry was a fan of my version of To Love Somebody. So that's how I met. Uh, Jim Morris, who later became my husband, worked with Robert Stigwood. And so he was very close to Barry. And so when Barry found out that I was seeing Jim, he wanted to meet me and we met. It was a time when the Bee Gees had split up and uh, we were both at a crossroads. Barry wanted to do independent things. So he really liked my voice and this guy's songs run through him like a river. We became friends and we just, he just wrote all these songs for me that, as you probably know, weren't released until 2017. My Tony Tide album, I fought for 50 years to get those, get that music released. Uh, Those productions that Barry Gibb did and Eric Clapton produced Mm -hmm. at that time when I was a part of the Robert Stigwood organization. And then it kind of like went kind of downhill from there after after I got dumped, really. 
by Robert because, you know, he didn't really want Barry working with me. He wanted to get the brothers back together. Mm -hmm. Understandably. I mean, I'm a big BG's fan, you know, as much as I enjoyed working with Barry and everything, you know, I like the BG's too, but the way it all went down, I got caught in the middle of a lot mm -hmm. of problems. Wow. So Thank tell you. me, moving further on, I mean, I realize I'm I'm jumping massively, you know, in terms of what well, you've done throughout your career. <laughs> but the next thing, of course, that I seem to remember is, like I said, KLF, this huge big dance band, and then you getting involved to do the vocal part of that. How did yeah, that come about? It's not really a it's not really a, a great memory with the KLF, actually. Hmm. I prefer to remember the work that I did with the Beatmasters right. that led to that. The 80s were uh, but I came back, you know, the 70s were like the lost years. I was lost. I dealt with a lot of tragedy. I lost my daughter during that time. I came back to the UK in the early 80s and I came back on roller skates. I was the original Belle in Starlight Express. Starlight Express, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then after that, I had a really bad accident. And so I wasn't able to to tour. And after coming back and everything, it was like, whoa, another thing that I had to like challenge that I had to rise to, to come back. They told me I'd never dance. I'd never run. I'd never do anything again. And I'd be like, well, okay, all right, I'll do it myself. Thank you. Don't want your drugs. Don't want, you know, I don't want to be put on the heap. I'll deal with my own. I know my body and I became a Reiki master and I'm into alternative healing. That's my other passion. And that's helped me survive alternative healing and fitness and nutrition and stuff like that. Anyway, so during that period when I'm unable to work and I'm really going through some hard times, a lovely, lovely friend of mine, Linda Hayes, connected me with all of these jingle producers. So I started doing jingles. That was how I was managing to survive. And that's how I met the Beatmasters. Right. Because they were jingle producers. <laughs> and I was like doing jingles with them. And then that's how I found out about house music. I didn't know anything about house music. House music, what is it? Is, is it funky? <laughs> you know and they had this, this track that they wanted me to be a part of. And I got together with them and I was part of the whole creation of Burn It Up, you know, writing the tune and everything. And that was a really wonderful experience to suddenly I was on this new scene, mm -hmm. you know, house music. So the KLF were friends of the Beatmasters. So that's how I met them. And, you know, and those guys, they came to my house, picked me up in their police car and I went out to Dagenham with them, took Katie Kassoon with me. And we went out there and we just like tracked up. I mean, I am the Moo Moo Choir. Anytime <laughs> you hear the Moo Moo Choir, that's me and Katie Kassoon. We tracked that stuff up, everything. They used me on everything. But I had said to them, anything that they used with using my my vocal, vocal. sound, mm -hmm. my yeah, any ad libs that really featured me, that they were supposed to pay me five percent. 
and they never paid me. And then they did this whole not so cute to me thing, burning up all the money, or so they say they burn up all the money and none of the other kids got paid. I mean, I fought. I probably came out better than the others, but they never paid me my 5%. So whenever people ask me, I've traveled all around the world and everybody loves that uh, 3 a.m. eternal KLA. Well, they tried to say that that wasn't the hook. Well, come on. I don't think people are walking around going E-I-E-I-O. Yeah, yeah, they weren't doing that. Anyway, so that's not a really good experience. So when mm-hmm. people ask me about my experience and how I feel about the KLF, I always say, I think they should pay me my money. Absolutely. Well, interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that because, of course, how you're getting paid, how artists getting paid is something that's still getting talked about now, particularly with all these streaming platforms that are paying artists so little, you know, per stream. Well, artists have to realize that this is the music. <laughs> Business, emphasis on the business, mm-hmm. you know, and today it's a lot different than it was then. We knew nothing. About, I knew nothing about the business. I know what I know now through like hard times, exploitation, ripoffs. And then I realized I didn't come into this industry as an ambition, but once I was in it, I loved this life that destiny had given me. And I love to sing and people love to hear me sing and people love to work with me. And I'm blessed to be able to have done all the collaborations that I've done because all the collaborations have helped me to survive all these decades. We're going on six decades here, just about nearly. I had a big birthday yesterday (laughs) and it was fabulous. Hey, my new record, Soul Survivor, went in the charts at number 34. Wow, yeah. That's really cool, you know, and everybody, Radio 2, Karis Matthews played my record, opened her show with it, Radio 2. I was I was with um, with Robert Elms on Sunday and yeah, did a whole hour. I'm doing, I'm with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, we've been this. Yeah, so, so that record has gone in at 34 on the Heritage chart. So tell all your listeners to absolutely. vote There's a lot. There you go. Isn't she just incredible? Let's go and do a little bit of community announcements now. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. Okay, so the Scottish Government is consulting on whether to increase the minimum pricing of alcohol from 50 to 65 pence per unit. It also asks if minimum pricing should continue and the access to the consultation go to gov.scot.uk. Release your inner child with Project 31's Parents Play 2 two sessions running every Tuesday from 9 till 11 for parents and carers who would like a little bit of time out to do something creative, get a cup of tea while it's still hot and have a chat to other grown-ups. To book, search Parents Play 2 on Eventbrite with Project 31. And hit... I've got one more, hold on. Yeah, I've definitely got one more here. I've got to... There we go, sorry. Here we are. South Lanarkshire's council are still looking for preparation for its new Local Development Plan 3. A local development plan shows local places will change in the future, including where the development should and shouldn't happen. To see the draft plans and give your views, you can go to online one 
www.snapsurveys.com forward slash B-Y-R-O-A-G or email localplan at southlanarkshire.gov.uk and South Lanarkshire's Youth and Family Learning Services are continuing to run their adult literacy and numeracy classes accredited by the SQA. If you feel you need to boost your skills, you can call 01698 452 154 or email slcboost at glow.sch.uk. And finally, NHS Lanarkshire are continuing to offer their online courses and topics to help understand your baby, child and teen using the Solihull approach. To check out the courses, go to inourplace.co.uk and enter OWN123 to make them free. This is only available if you live in the South Lanarkshire area and that is all of your <coughs> community announcements right here on Cam Glen Radio. I'm going to finish off now with the last part that I did of the interview with P.P. Arnold and we're going to hear her new song, which is Soul Survivor competition out there i mean even the stones everybody's like kind of fighting for the top these days you know things are quite different than they used to be you used to could you know certain people use rolling stones would go in number one they have some out there number well everybody has to kind of like work hard you know yeah. but this heritage chart is brilliant because the first everybody thought oh it's just like all the old artists well you know what I'm really glad to be a part of that time. That chart is about music, real mm-hmm. music, and all the great artists that are on there, you know. So I was lucky I had my first number one at Christmas on there. I had a Christmas single, and so that opened the door for Soul Survivor and the new album that I'm recording with uh, Patrick Mescal and Mark Taylor, Brian Rawlins, all the Metrophonic team. That's opened up all of those doors for that. My book came out last year and it's got a really, really positive reception. And so here we are now, the paperback version is yeah. and the over released on the same day. I'm excited. There's so much stuff going on, all the vinyl that's coming out. And I did a Live in Liverpool album with Steve Craddock uh, in 2019 when we were promoting the New Adventures album that he promoted, all featuring Paul Weller and, and just loads of great, great, great artists on there. And yeah, so I'm doing this album and I've done some really, really exciting duets with some great artists and original material and some covers. And so the Live in Liverpool album, that's going to be out in next spring. And I'm going to be touring that. And I've also got uh, box sets of, you know, I guess all about P.P. Arnold suddenly. And about time, Absolutely. It's been incredible to talk to you. Like I said, I can't believe how, how how varied your whole life has been. It's just been amazing. And such a, a the song Soul Survivor, but it comes across, it's a story of resilience. It's a story of empowerment. It's a story about, you know, standing there and getting it done like the original independent woman. Absolutely. And it's really about that because I am an independent woman that has come from like, you know, Watts, LA to like have traveled. My journey is a very, very different one. Even though I'm an American artist, I've been produced by British producers. So my sound is a different soul sound 
that the American Motown stacks, you know, is still soulful. I still come from that same root, but the, the opportunity to work with so many great producers, oh, what a blessing, you know, and so that, that's why it's been tough. It's always tough. It's tough right now. I chase everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I'm on this. I feel like, <laughs> you know, it's now or never now. Okay. I'm not getting any younger. Age is just a number as well. So fitness, I just thank God for um, my health and fitness. And I'm grateful for every opportunity that I have. I'm grateful for my wonderful family and we've survived so much. I'm so grateful for my fans who have been so supportive and hung in here with me. And lately, when I do my gigs, there's all these young fans, <laughs> yeah, young right. people like yourself, you know, and I was telling everybody, I've known, I felt that there's a young retro artist out, uh, audience out there. Yeah. I don't really know who P.B. Arnold is. So <laughs> here I am, and I'm still going strong, and yeah, doing lots of nice shows, been doing some great shows. And when are you next coming to Scotland? Have you got a date for Scotland? I want to come to Scotland. I mean, I have, my, I have a friend here right now, a Scottish friend who's an engineer who has, who worked with me and did during the pandemic, mm -hmm. I was doing like uh, remote recordings mm -hmm. with Dave Coyle. He's here right now. He's visiting. He's just leaving on his way. He's waiting for me to finish this interview so he can take some photos for me. And he, uh, he's Scottish. And so, yeah, so I want to go to Scotland. I love Scotland. Need to come up and visit Glasgow I'm, and Edinburgh. <laughs> I love Glasgow. I love Edinburgh. Bar, that's where my fans are. That's great. And I'll let you go on with the rest of you, Dave. But thank you so much for talking to me. I really do appreciate it. It's been really interesting hearing about your life. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm playing it. I'm playing at the Boysdale Club in Canary War. Yeah, and I was just presented with the uh, best female. Artist of 2023 by Jules Holland. Oh, last superb. At the Boysdale Awards. So, yeah, yeah, I was there with Gregory Porter and lots of other great yeah. artists. So, that's incredible. Born in the heart of the city.
there you go. Pepe Arnold there with Soul Survivor. What an incredible life that woman has led. Absolutely incredible. Let's batter through the rest of the show then because I've still got a lot to talk about and I've only got 20 odd minutes to do it. So let's see how much we can cram in. Up next then, brand new one from Take That, it's Windows. Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. So 
Everybody wants to be a cat. You are listening to Cat Scream on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Because everything else is obsolete. lived on there with pretty people before that you heard from the fabulous take that with their brand new single called windows they've got a brand new tour out and the tickets are obviously going 
very, very quickly. Now, still to come on today's Cam Glen Radio, at 2 o'clock you've got the Family Radio Show with Amy Doherty. At 3 o'clock you've got Halfway to Borough, the local history programme with Carrick McDonald. And at half past three we've got a newish programme to Cam Glen, it's called Press Pause, where you listen to the sounds of nature for half an hour. Finally, at six o'clock, you've got the blues past and present with Susan Lyons and Jamie Heaney from seven till nine has got a live guest coming in single by Sunday. They're going to be performing live on air and chatting to Jamie about their music and career. And finally, the old chart show with Jim Corbett. Jim's going to be looking at the UK singles charts of the 13th of October in 1996 when the Chemical Brothers were number one with Setting Sun. You can enjoy music from the likes of the Fugees, Sheryl Crow, George Michael, Celine Dion, Deep Blue Something, as well as hits from the rest of that chart. That's the old chart show rounding off today's live radio programmes here at Cam Glen Radio. Coming up next then, we've got Andrew Wiper. This is what you wanted. And you know what you wanted Didn't take much to ask and you know what you wanted Unsolvable task for me And these days we don't need much of anything And these days when it's all closing in Days when you look in the mirror, all that you're not looking right back at all that you are, all you are.
there you go. That was Andrew Wiper with What You Wanted. Coming up next then, we have got this week's featured artist. The featured artist this week is Rachel Sermani. I spoke to her a little while ago when she was pregnant with baby number two and I think the birth is imminent. I'm sure it's due, I think it's, she said, the beginning of November. So She's got a brand new album out. It's called Dreamer Awake and there are some fabulous songs. But what the song that we're going to play you from is the title track. So this week's featured artist, Rachel Sermani. Can Wayne Radio, featured artist. Everybody okay? Mm-hmm. All yeah. set? Dream that draws you in Cannot speak the tongue But sure I heard my name, my name Always been the one To let you pass, to let you go Tender was the song Tended to the wound, the wound But now I got the
this week's featured artist Rachel Sermani from her brand new album called Dreamer Awake. I hope you really enjoyed that. Make sure you stay tuned for the rest of the great lineup that we've got for you right here on Cam Glen Radio. That is all from me this week. I'll be back next week. Going to be talking to some uh, charity called Mental Haggis, and we'll be hearing more about them and what they do, etc. And there'll be lots more chat because I'll. Sure, I'll have something worked out by next week as to what else I'll be talking to you all about, and there'll be more fabulous music right here on Cam Glen Radio. The party's over. From Nat King Cole to Michael Bublé, from the 50s to the present day, catch Alan Stevenson for the perfect Sunday afternoon playlist. Sundays from 2pm only on 107.9 FM 